Hey, pretty people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Matt Bonehoff for a game of Campfire Memories, a storytelling role-playing game about, well, memories around a campfire. It is a game about retrospective camp stories, about family vacations, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Uh, You can find more information about it in the show notes. If you like movies like A Goofy Movie or The Great Outdoors, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. And we had a lot of fun playing it. I think you're going to love listening to it. And with that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined by Matt Bonehoff. Matt, thanks for coming on Party of One. Hi, Jeff. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a minute to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything that you've got going on that you might want them to know about, as well as the game that we're playing this week. Absolutely. Um, so, I the game that we're playing this week is Campfire Memories. Uh, it was on Kickstarter as part of Zine Quest 2. Um, that's all wrapped up at this point. You can probably still go to my itch page and get either the PDF or ask for um, the zine, and I can probably print off another one and send it to you. Uh, the other thing that I have going right now is by the time this episode comes out, I should have a new game up on my itch page called Super Obstacle Gauntlet, which is a competitive head-to-head tabletop game that kind of models itself after American Ninja Warrior. Uh, and all proceeds from that game go to funding my daughter's ninja classes and competitions. Uh, so I would be very appreciative if anybody would go take a look at that. Nice. That sounds great. I love that. So tell us about Campfire Memories. All right. So Campfire Memories is a a slice-of-life game that is built off of these small stories of trips that go horribly wrong and how they pull people together, and then afterwards you look back on them as experiences of growth and and tightening relationships and uh, otherwise just a great deal more sentiment than than you maybe feel at the time during the experience. Sure. Then maybe they deserve, if we're being 100% honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's built around camping trips. Uh, but I think that everybody has some experience with this. If it's not with camping, then it's with a road trip or a time you got stuck in the airport and your flight was delayed for six hours or, or something like that. You've been in these miserable travel experiences yes indeed yes indeed i mean i travel a fair amount i i I did especially growing up and i've got more than a few me too me too i i we went camping all the time as as a family growing up and i have all of these terrible experiences uh that i i love to look back on now and they're some of my favorite memories nice excellent excellent i'm excited to i'm excited to dig in so why don't we Dive in, figure out our family, our campsite destination, and then we'll make some terrible memories of our own today. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to start by, by making our family. Um, and in this game, family is really broadly defined as any group of people that care really deeply about each other. Uh, so it doesn't have to be this nuclear family of, you know, mom, dad, and two and a half kids or, or whatever. Um, we could take it in just about any route you want. We could have, you know, two adults, a like father and grown child or, or two grown up siblings or neighbors that are best friends. Or I, I played once with a, a 
group of teens at the library who decided that they were a small business that was going on a, a team building re- retreat. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of options open. What, what interests you? So I'm immediately not going to go with father and teenage son uh, only because uh, I did just watch Goofy. You know what? No, we are going to go with this because I did (laughs) just recently watch a Goofy movie. And that is uh, something that is extremely close to my heart and barely a definitive bad camp story experience for me is watching that movie. I think I watched that movie in the midst of like being like having my life relocated with the family in my early tween years. So like it ties into the theme of like terrible camp, like terrible travel experiences very nicely. You know, that is amazing. I I have been working on this game for like half a year now, and I've been looking for media that, that reinforced it, these touchstones to help people understand exactly what it's about and somehow I completely missed the Goofy movie, and it is spot on. Uh, it is exactly it is exact is it is what you're describing to a T. It is it is that uh, yeah. to a nutshell, like in a in a nutshell. That is phenomenal. So let's go with a let's go with a father and a teenage and and a surly teenage son that doesn't really want to be there. Okay. Uh, do you have preferences over I'm whether feeling- you are? I'm feeling, I'm definitely, the, the, as I said, as I said, surly teenage son that doesn't want to be there, it definitely spoke to something in my heart. <laughs> I think perhaps it's because I am, in fact, even though I do not, even though I do not have any children, I, I channel dorky dad energy in my day-to-day life. So I think, I think moving in the other direction is a change of pace for me that I'm, I'm interested in exploring a little bit. All right. All right. So you are surly teenage son. Surly teenage son, indeed. That is fine. And that makes me dead. So that gives us a number of resources that we get to spend during the, the course of the game. Um, as, as, so as a teenager, you're kind of right on the edge. How, how teenage are you? If you're a young teenager, you could be a, a kid. If you're really mature, you might, be, you might count as an adult. Hmm... I'm picturing like a 15, so I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with kid. I, I I think the idea of of building out a kid and thinking I'm an adult is the way I want to go about it. Of that age, of that age where you think you know everything and in fact you know extremely just very little. That sounds perfect. Um, so that's going to get you uh, one gear point, one skill, and one wonder point. Uh, the gear becomes collective. We define it later as we need it. The skill, you will define exactly what your skill is, and that'll give your character a little more like stuff to work with. Uh, and then your wonder works as, as kind of a, a instant win card in scenes later on. If you face real big danger before you roll the dice, you can spend that, and something wondrous will happen in the scene where everything just happens to go right. Mm, mm. Um, and as an adult, I get... One gear and two skills, but no wonder. That sounds right. That feels that that feels right as a thirty as a thirty three year old. That feels right, <laughs> doesn't it? Though we have lost all our wonder. I mean, to be fair, when I was fifteen, I only had the one wonder point, so it's like I get it. Like it wasn't exactly hard to lose it. Yeah, yeah, and I, but I did probably spend it on. Uh, you know what? I can t- I can pinpoint the exact moment that I spent my wonder point in my teenage years, and it was uh, thinking that the Arby's in the mall 
had canceled their four for five deal. And in fact, going to the mall and finding that the Arby's had still offered their four for five deal, despite the fact that the other Arby's had canceled their four for five deal. So really, right. like you were, I was like, what? So that that was really my wonder point moment, which feels like I could have spent it better. Yeah, you you sold that sense of of innocence and wonder for four roast beef sandwiches. Uh, excuse me, it was two roast beef sandwiches, a french fry, <laughs> and a soda, and a, oh, it's a Jamocha shake, because it was the five for five deal, excuse me. So it That's also amazing. came with a milkshake and or a mozzarella stick, I don't remember that specifically. Alright, alright. Uh, so let's move on to, to our skills. Alright. We both have, you have one skill, I have two skills. Uh, f- you get to define this kind of however you want. Uh, think about things that might be covered by a Boy Scout merit badge. So, like, mm. survival training is too broad, but not tying, fishing, I don't know, fire building, those kinds of things, plant identification, uh, anything that might be useful on this camping trip. Um, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with... I'm, I'm going to pull from my own experiences and make it journaling, because it's the least cool... It's the least cool merit badge. And definitely, even though I was not a Boy Scout, it was definitely the one that is really the only one that I even had a shot at qualifying for in my own teen years. Journaling. I'm I'm sure we will find a use for that. So I'm thinking maybe my character considers himself kind of a a grizzled woodsman. Um, Whether or not he actually lives up to that, you know, we can decide. But but he thinks of himself as, as a real outdoorsy fellow. Um... So I'm going to go with, uh, we'll go with trapping mm-hmm. and shelter building. All right. All right. Cool. Um, and then we need a goal for our character. I have a couple of example goals, but if there's something else, uh, you feel free to jump in. These are the things that your character wants to get out of this trip. Because although you may be a surly teenager, uh, you're still looking for something from this sure, trip. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so, for example, your, yours might be to discover something new, to make a family member happy, or to prove your maturity. I think it's to... I think my goal is to have a super cool story to tell back uh, when school is back in session. I want to okay. look extremely cool when it's when it when we're done. Like when I'm back in school, I want to be able to tell the story of this camping trip and have at least one moment where I can go where everybody goes, "What?" That's yeah, my so you want- very specific goal. <laughs> you want that like ultimate "What I did this summer" story. Yes. Probably going to like win you all the girls, right? That's the goal. Awesome. Um, for mine, I'm going to pick... I think I want to bond with my family. All right. Or bond with my son in this case. Because, you know, you've hit these teenage years. Uh, you're kind of exerting your independence and finding your own identity. And, and I miss the connection that I had with a younger you. Okay. I can get down with it. Excellent. Um, so we've already figured out a little bit about like what our relationship is, how old you are, what my position is. Um, 
Let's name our characters. My name is. I'm gonna go with Derek. Okay. That feels that feels like a teenage name. That feels like a name that a youth might have. <laughs> Those kids these days. And running around with names like Derek. Derek's. Derek. Cool. Um. And I will be Sven. All right. Cool. Now we need to figure out where we are going. Um. So some of this has to do with what kinds of things our characters want to to what activities we're interested in in mm-hmm. exploring on our trip. Uh, so you know, if we go to a lake, it's going to be more fishing. If we go to the desert, we probably aren't going to fish as much. Sure. Do you have a, a particular biome or habitat that you want to explore? I I you know what I really I want to say uh. Like a, I want to throw out like a like a geyser mountain area. I want to, I specifically want a geyser, and I want it to be kind of a, a rocky, uh, not quite desert, but like rocky park area. Okay, so so kind of a scrubby badlands. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, with you know, this this geologically active, uh, geothermal water system. Yeah. Cool. Um, just to, to make sure that we're on the same page, uh, I like to come up with a couple of like specific settings within this destination where we could have scenes and mm-hmm. a couple of potential hazards uh, before we get into it. Um, so, for instance, you mentioned the geyser. That's mm-hmm. al- already a great one. Like yeah. We have this big, famous geyser. Uh, do you think it goes off regularly or is it like an occasional sporadic thing that's harder for people to track? I kind of like it being a sporadic thing, partially because I like the idea that it just might not go, like, the idea of it, like, <laughs> potentially not going off during the trip is very funny to me, and I think that's the one I want to go with. Okay, The idea yeah. that, like, we're going and hoping we're going to see something, when the thing that we're hoping to see is not that exciting to begin with. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to throw in that there's probably also a a network of slot canyons All right. that people like to go hiking in. So there are these really thin, narrow canyons. Um, and it's kind of labyrinthine, and, and you can get lost in there if you don't know what you're doing. Cool. Um, and for some hazards, let's see. This isn't a desert necessarily, so perhaps not cactuses, scorpions, heat exhaustion. Um, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I do have one suggestion, which is based on my uh, very specific, uh, my very specific family trip experience, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw out. Uh, this is a bit of a larger. Larger detail, feel free to, to shoot it down. But okay. uh, where my family trips went growing up was uh, we would go to historic Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, usually around June or July. And I want to throw out that uh, Sven and Derek did not know 
that the geyser that they were going to was during Harley Davidson bike week. And that, <laughs> and that there is just like people on motorcycles, not necessarily like gangs because they're all, they're all very much tourists, but like oh, sure. people on motorcycles are just not quite paying attention where they're going. There's just, there's, there's people on bikes driving around. And I feel like that is at times a hazard. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably nice enough people, but they're, definitely a little intimidating just because of their numbers and yeah yeah that sounds that sounds good um let's say that there's also a warning about some animal that isn't normally in the area but there happened to have been a sighting of one um like i've never been to, to pennsylvania but but how about a mountain lion mountain lions are cool I like a mountain lion so somewhere there might be a mountain lion out there. I like it. I, I, I'm feeling it. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, I think we are pretty much ready to start. Or do you, do you want me to go over how the resources work? and, and... Yeah, give us a little rundown of how things are going to work, and then we'll dive into the game. Cool. Uh, so this is a, a GM-less game, uh, and we'll kind of go back and forth and take turns setting these scenes uh, as we progress through our camping trip. Uh, so one of us gets to set the scene and say, like, where we are, what's going on, and then the other person gets to interject with uh, a complication, uh, something that is making things tougher. Okay. And then we, the person who sets the scene gets to figure out, like, how, how we're going to be dealing with this a little bit, and we, we make a role. Uh, pulling in some resources to possibly modify that role a little bit. And then when we have those results, we can continue role-playing through the rest of the scene, figuring out how we react to the direction that this scene goes in. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, So the resources, we have our our skill, our gear, and our wonder. I already described wonder as this this, this get-out-of-jail-free card, kind of. You Mm -hmm. have to spend that before you roll. Um, skills grant you a plus one bonus to your roll result. Um, and gear lets you add in a, 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 an additional die and use the highest one. So it's rolling with advantage basically. Okay. Our, our rolls are one plus any gear die, uh, just one six sided dice. And then we have the, the outcome brackets of if the, the outcome is one to two, the scene goes from bad to worse, the situation gets well out of control, uh, characters are probably going to get hurt, gear might get lost or destroyed. Uh, outcome of three to four is the scene is a real struggle for everybody involved. Uh, some gear might get lost if it makes sense. People are probably going to be at least a little frustrated with each other. And a six plus is the scene goes really well, we pull together and and accomplish something um yeah so so that's pretty much how that works at the end of each scene at the end of each scene we get to summarize it with a brief word and then when we get to the end of the game and we move on to the reflection phase which happens after our camping trip uh we're going to be drawing those those scene memories uh as as what our characters are looking back on to meet those goals that we our characters have got it cool okay well then let's dive in yeah do you do you want to set the first scene or do you want me to go go ahead cool i feel like i've done a lot of talking but you know that's okay 
Nah, that's it's your it's your I always say it's your episode. Cool. I I'm gonna say that we are RV camping. Or okay. Like, yeah. We we have a trailer, a, a fifth wheel, uh, that we're dragging along, and and I can get so down with we, that. We arrive at the campground where we expected to be, um, and it's all full of bikers, and yes. they're having a great time. Maybe we can like squeeze into one slot way at the very very end. Maybe it's yep. like kind of half of a campsite that is, yeah. I think that's I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think we're crammed right in the back. I think the complication is um, we have pulled up during uh, the opening night like uh, jamboree, mm-hmm. which is to say that chaos is just like surrounding us. Like there is a, a raucous party, specifically the kind of raucous party that is thrown by a bunch of middle class suburbanites who are spending the weekend pretending to be rough and rugged bikers, which is to say harder, which is to say, like, on the one hand, less intimidating than if, like, legitimate scary bikers were having a party, but on the other hand, more so, because it's like, yeah, I'm tough, and it's like a lot of, like, chest pumping and, you know, uh, you know, people being, like, throwing chests, throwing hands, like, going hard because to, to, to prove themselves on the first night, in 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 anticipation of the second day hangover. Yeah, yeah, these people are, are really out there. This is their chance to cut loose and they're going to make it worth their time. Yeah, they they need it they need to be able to show photos on their Facebook feeds next week that say that they had a cool biker party and today is the day that they're going to do that. All right. Okay. So, uh so I think their party is kind of like spilling into our space and it's making yeah. it very difficult to, to set up and kind of establish our campground uh, because they're just, you know, going back and forth through it and rolling their, their, um, their like cooler full of beer. And, and it's, it's, it's uh, quite a hubbub. Yeah. There's, cool. white, there's white claw cans everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No laws when uh, you're drinking claws. Yeah. So I'm going to make this roll. I have one default D6. Um, I don't think we have any relevant skills really here. I, I might argue shelter building. I could argue, I could argue, well, it depends on your approach, because I can maybe see shelter building coming into play. You know what? I like that. So so I will say that I'm going to use my shelter building to try and, and set up uh, a barrier. Like yeah. we, I'm building a little fence out of fallen logs around our space just to designate like hey this is our campsite the rest of it is yours leave me and my son alone and we'll yeah. see how well that actually goes i like that cool um so that gives me a plus one to the results um let's see what happens dupe and dupe all right so i rolled a two to for a total of three so we just barely got out of that first tier um so things are a real struggle for everybody gear might get lost uh, and we might be upset with each other. So I think that Sven yells at, at Derek a little bit, because this is, is, this is stressful. Uh He sees this as probably more of a threat than it actually is. And he he wants to protect you. Um, And which, which clashes with the idea that Derek thinks this is all very cool and wants to go off and hang out with the cool bikers. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm yelling at you, uh, Derek, stay in the truck. I'll get this campsite organized, and I'll tell you when it's safe to come out. No, I'm just, oh my god, oh no, he's gonna, he's gonna put up the fence, he's gonna, and I watch you in the window, you're setting up, like, a fence barrier, and I'm like, just let them come over, and, oh my god, oh no. You, keep oh. that cooler out of our space. Oh no. Get out of here with your white claws. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just, a, it, it's the most embarrassing thing. Oh, it is so embarrassing. Because so they that's... look very cool. Um, so are you going to, is that where you feel comfortable ending with your character? Because I get to call the scene to a close. And oh, okay. we've established kind of this back and forth. They can be really quick, short scenes. Um, if you want to end there just being embarrassed, if you want to slip out the back of the truck and go have, I go think meet I'm, the neighbors. I think I'm slipping out the back of the truck to go, uh, go crash a party. I think there's probably like a circle of motorcycles, like on a spot that I'm going to go sneak off to and try to steal a beer and this is good oh. i'm thinking oh. is this is this my cool is this my cool moment am i gonna like come back to school in the fall on a motorcycle with my cool biker family is this what's coming to me <laughs> all right no no i don't think that can happen here um so i think right at the end of the scene uh sven gets everything set up and he goes to find derek to tell him that that we can come out and we can start roasting our hot dogs for dinner uh and derek's gone mm-hmm this is devastating. It's, it's a betrayal oh, sure. and it's terrifying. And so Sven has all of his hackles up kind of as he, he marches over and he finds Derek. Uh, and I think I chew you out right in front of all the no, bikers. Now they're going to think that I'm extremely uncool. Yep. I am your father. You have to listen to me. Uh, you know, we're out in the wilderness. Anything could happen. This is a dangerous place. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, old man. Cool. And that sounds like a great place to end that scene. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, So I'm going to summarize that one as embarrass Derek in front of the bikers. All right. Your scene's next. All right. Um, I think this is uh, the next day is uh, historical tour day. This okay. is us. This is this is us going from designated. Because uh, I'm picturing we're on some kind of like either like designated campground or nat- natural preserve site, something that like go. You, there's like a set tour of sites that you go to where there's probably a little like uh, placard put into the ground on a, on a pole, and you go and you read about like well those are. Uh, those are the the rare spotted the rare spotted sun bats. They are they are noted for floating around on the outside during the sun. And you look at them and you go, oh okay cool. They're just kind of sleeping right now, but I'm sure they're doing something. And then you and then you like walk half a mile to the next placard in the ground and you look up and it's like this rock formation was uh used as was used as a shelter by General Washington. And you're like, oh okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you walk and you walk and I'm picturing like we're we're deep in this like there's like a set loop and there's like probably like twelve stops and we're on maybe step four. And it's going to be a long day of walking and then stopping and reading and looking and going, oh okay. And walking and stopping and looking, going, oh, all right, yeah, cool. And then just yeah. like 
There's just, and then there's not that, there's not really that moment of like stopping to take it in because you look at it and you go, okay, cool. All right, let's go. And you guys walk right off. All right, all right. Um, so for my complication, I'm going to say that uh, the weather gets really bad. Like okay. this is supposed to be an easy footpath. We weren't planning on anything, but we get like way out to the far end of the loop and suddenly it starts to rain really hard and the paths are getting muddy and slick uh, and we just did not plan for this. I love it. I love it. So I think what I think Derek, I think we're like trapped kind of under uh, like under a big log um, and we're just sitting and Derek has got his arms crossed and he's kind of pouting a little bit and he's looking out and he's trying to figure out and he's like, what if, and he sees uh, there is like a, uh, there's a cave that I think is a natural cave, but that has been like lit as a sort of an extended uh, touring area. Like it's an extension of the park and it's an extent like an optional tour site. It's also where they keep the food court. So it's not the best. Like they've kind of removed <laughs> some of the natural wonder from it. Uh huh. But uh, I'm like, well, what if we just run over there and we could maybe get lunch and maybe dry off and maybe walk around a cave? That would be cool, right? That'd be fun. Cave? But, Derek, that's across the meadow, and and when it rains and gets really humid, that's when the ticks come out and you're going to get Lyme disease. And I I can't take that chance. We're going to stay right here (laughs) until it stops raining. I'm I'm getting a sandwich. I am getting if you look at that look, they have a chalkboard sign that says they are offering paninis. It is panini Thursday. I'm getting a panini. It's park food. It's going to be more expensive. We have paninis back at the campsite. We do, do. No, we don't have panini. Like no. I didn't think we had paninis. There's like Wonder Bread and bologna. I'm getting a panini. I'm getting a panini. I'm cold and wet and I'm eating a panini. And I just start like slogging through the mud to try and get to some shelter uh, and and maybe enjoy a a panini. You want to make a roll for this? I do. Uh, I don't think I have any gear. I don't think journaling fits into this. So I think this is going to be a flat D6. And that is a three. Okay. So we barely, we barely scrape by. We stress. Maybe some, I don't think any gear gets lost, but I do think this is a stressful moment. Yeah, no, I think this is a kind of a continuation of, of what's happening. You're marching across the field. I'm marching right behind you and, and yelling about why it's such a bad idea. And I think that, that we see, like, I think the, 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 the last thing we see is, like, a long shot of, like, it's you lecturing, but it's kind of like Charlie Brown. It's trying Charlie Brown yeah. voice where it's just one, 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 one. As I'm just, like, yep. spite eating a panini at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's corned yep. beef. It's corned beef. Do we have corned beef at the camp? No, we don't. It's corned beef. Cool. That sounds great. So what? how do you want to summarize that scene? Um, ate a corned beef in the rain. Corned beef in the rain. Corned beef in the rain. I like to play the, the game where you take phrases and you figure out like what album that is or mm-hmm. what musical group. I don't know for corned beef in the rain. It sounds like an album, but I don't know... I don't have a good handle on what genre it is. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably a, it's probably like a, it's a, it's like a Jimmy Buffett collaboration album, probably <laughs> with like a, um, probably with like a real like New York, 
kind of like, because corned beef is like the ultimate kind of city sandwich. So I think it's like a, like with like a New York singer, uh, but it's like a Jimmy Buffett collaboration. The album is, is Jimmy Buffett is in like, there's a rain cloud, the, the, the New York singer who is, I don't know. So it's just like a real classic, like uh, like pop star singer is eating the corn. It's probably Billy Joel. You know what? It's probably a Billy Joel, Jimmy Buffett collaboration. Billy Joel is eating a sandwich as a rain cloud, but the rain cloud is not pouring on Jimmy Buffett. It is a perfect sunshine over Jimmy Buffett. He's happy. He's got an arm thrown around Billy Joel. Billy Joel is angry, but he's also got a mouthful of corned beef, and he looks pretty happy. So like. And it's kind of like a fun goof-off record. Like, it's clearly they both just had a week off and just decided to goof around together because they'd been looking for a moment to collaborate. You know, like, they have such respect for each other as performers. I'm going to stop this bit or else I'm going to go on for another 45 minutes. You know, I don't think I'd want to listen to that, but I'd probably wear the T-shirt. That's fair. I probably... Here's the thing. I don't know if I would go, but I would definitely buy a ticket for my mother. I think she would love (laughs) So we're going to circle back around to me. It's the beginning of our, our kind of second round of scenes. Um, I think the the weather has kind of cleared up. It's still a little little soggy and damp, uh, but the sun is starting to set. We're back at the campsite, um, and we're we're starting to put together dinner. Okay. And I think the complication is our cooler has been ransacked. Oh, absolutely. I we don't know if by we don't know if by man or by beast, but there oh, is. Maybe you don't. I, I know. I could be any of those. Yep, it's those dirty bikers. <clears throat> um, yeah. No, I he's Sven is is not very tolerant. Um, okay, it's cool. So let's make a roll for this again. I think in this instance. Um, Sven is going to try to call on his his trapping skill because just as a precaution because he knew this was going to happen he set up some some rabbit uh snares in kind of the woods behind it. and it's not really you're not allowed to 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 hunt in this area but he just had to try it out because he he watched oh, sure. he watched a YouTube video on it um and I'm going to pull in a piece of gear too Okay. Because I, I feel like I want this to go well. So we have two pieces of gear, and I'm going to declare that one of them is a spool of fishing line, which I use in my trap. Okay. Cool. So that'll give me rolling with advantage and a plus one. Cool. All right. All right, so I rolled a six there. Plus one is a seven. Uh, so this works really well. We we have to pull together to make this turn out really nicely. Um, so I don't um, know if, if Derek wants to be participating in the traps. Maybe this sparks your interest more than you were expecting. Or while I'm getting the meat, you manage to talk to the bikers and get something nice out of them. But we pull together for this dinner. Um, so I think what happens is... Um, I think what happens is two things. One, uh, you're off setting up traps. I am like just looking over, over the, 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 the damage to the campsite. You know, you're mumbling (laughs) about bikers in the background 
and I just kind of grab out my my composition notebook and I start making notes of like, well, there's scratch marks on the ground. That's not. And I'm like scratching down notes in my little journal and I'm like making notes. And as that is happening, you know, uh, like I see uh, uh, that biker group that was a campsite over. They come over. They, they like one of them comes over like an old guy kind of hums over, sees you setting up traps, sees that and goes, you too, huh? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got some, and I kind of show him the notes, and we kind of start talking just in time for you to come back and see that, like, there is a surly-looking biker holding my composition notebook as I'm kind of, like, hands at my hips, like, eyebrows furled, looking very, like, thoughtful. Okay, yeah. I, so, so this goes well. I, I come back in, and maybe my initial reaction is to, to bristle and try to protect my boy, but it becomes pretty apparent as I'm crossing the campsite that that this isn't a danger. You know, you're talking. This is very interesting. Uh, I I check it out and I see your notes, and, and you know, together, me, you, the biker, we we start talking about this and we recognize. Maybe we figure out what these tracks are. Yeah, this feels. I, we're all kind of. We all start to like, and I think like as that's happening, like you know. He, they, he looks over your traps and he's like, did you, uh, did you catch those on, on, on tracker fan 82 on YouTube? Oh yeah. I, I, I love that show. He uh, has the best tutorials. Uh, and, and he like, he, um, he opens up his biker vest and he's revealing a shirt that says, I'm a track it. And it's the, <laughs> it's tracker fan 82, but he's in a, he's in a wreck it Ralph pose and it says, I'm going to track it or I'm going to trap it. And he's like, check it out. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Bought this bought this at the live show last year. Oh, best time. Best time. You seen the live show? Have you seen their you, live show? You know, show? you're not going to believe this, but, and I opened my jacket and I have the exact same shirt on. Hey! It's amazing. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, no one is cool. No one, no one is cool. <laughs> it turns out no so, one's cool. So how about this? Uh, this is your scene. So you have, have authority here, but I'm going to pitch an idea to you. Yeah. Um, so as, as we're getting dinner cooked and, and we're talking about trapping and, and what's been happening at these campsites, can we come up with a plan to catch this animal? Yeah, for sure. That is I perfect. think that's exactly what happened. I think we all sit around. I think they bring out, they bring out some, some barbecue and we all, we all have barbecue and, you know, uh, maybe some white claws. Like I sip a white claw and I'm like, this is disgusting. Why would anyone drink this? Yeah, and, uh, but I'm we in, all in such a good around. mood. It doesn't bother me. Okay, cool. Um, and I, I was mistaken. That is actually my scene. So I had narrative authority. Yeah. So good thing we agreed on, on how that was going to go. Um, cool. So I'm going to summarize this one as lands to trap the beast. All right. And the next scene is yours. Uh, so the next scene has got to be trying to trap this beast. It's got to be two in the morning. We're all oh, yeah. cramped around. We're all like, you know, uh, around a makeshift tent, we're laying low. We're watching. There's uh, some leftover barbecue. It's it's a it's a really finely made brisket, which felt a little wasteful, but you know, desperate times. <laughs> uh, we're yep. all just kind of watching. We're all just kind of watching and seeing what happens and seeing if our if our trap pays off. Okay. All right. Um, so for this role, I want to pull in your journaling. 
I think you've taken these really good notes and we have Mm -hmm. a lot of of clues as to what this animal might be. And it's giving us uh, good data to kind of design this trap towards. Can I add the gear of our uh, makeshift hunting supplies and our our little like camouflage tent and our little uh, survival gear? Sure. Yeah. So one gear was the, the, the trapping supplies that I used in the last scene. And you want to pull in another gear for like a hunting blind, a camouflage tent? Yeah. Sure. All right. So is that three dice or two dice? Um, Two dice plus one, I think. Yeah, I, right. I like that. All right. That is a six total. Wow. It's a five That'll plus work. one. Okay. So, so what, is this, what does this trap look like? Uh, it is a sort of a, like a brisket roast mm-hmm. hook on a mm-hmm. large kind of meat hook type uh, thing held on a rope held on a tree branch, and we're just kind of seeing if an animal comes up and starts eating at it. So we're, we're going to, like, hook it like a fish and yank it up? Is that our plan? Uh, I think the plan is we're going to jump up with maybe, like, a blanket or a net or something. <laughs> or a baby. I think, like... So I think I think how we come together, if I may throw out a, a suggestion, is, like, you know, you, you, and, uh... Hold on. Give me a second. You and, you and Thrasher... His real name's Chet. He's a great guy. He's a he's a he's an investment banker. He's just you know he, he loves going by Thrasher when he's on the scene. It's what's on his vest. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, you yep. can you've already connected on LinkedIn. It's great. Um, and you and Thrasher are like you've got the plan, and I've like made some notes. And so the goal is uh, when this animal comes up and starts eating off of the, off of the rope, you're gonna jump up because uh, you, you both know that like. Uh, lion, mountain lions, and animals are generally afraid of like bigger things. So you're gonna mm-hmm. grab the camouflage blanket. You're gonna throw it. You're gonna throw your arms out, and you're gonna wave them. You're gonna yell so we can scare this thing off. Definitively. Okay. Awesome. So, so that sounds like it's it should work pretty well. Um, so we're sitting there quietly in the blind. We're waiting for for this thing to happen. Um, I think. Sven starts to drift off. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not used to all night. I mean, this is exciting, but I'm a, a, an older fellow, uh, so I begin to doze, maybe snore lightly. And I think um, I think that snoring sounds just enough like a, maybe a growl that like we you know we hear a rustling, and before we know it, there is a mountain lion leaping out of a bush. Running not at the running not at the brisket, but at us specifically. So grabbing the blanket, like I I, I, I sort of shove you a little bit, and you you know you kind of groggily go to your feet, you lift up the blanket. It kind of stops. It looks at us. It looks at the brisket, and it sort of does that very. Uh, it does one of my favorite things in nature, which is when a uh, a cat. It's just when, like, a giant, like, a lion or, like, a big jungle cat or a big nature cat reveals that, in fact, they are just big cats. So it, like, sees us, stops, you know, tenses back up a little bit, looks over the brisket and goes, I don't even need this. And, like, just kind of, like, calmly walks over and starts licking at the brisket. Like, it just, like, it it very much gives us the, like, whatever, I don't care about you. I'm too good for this. And starts, like, purring as as it eats some delicious brisket. 
All right. Um, which which gives us a, a moment to reorganize ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. As it's just like, and it's kind of like pulled the brisket down. It's holding it. It's rabbit kicking a little bit. It's it's a very cute cat scene, honestly. All right. All right. So so this Sven looks over at Derek. He says, "Okay, son." This is it. You you take that corner of the blanket. I'm going to take this corner of the blanket. On the count of th- three, we rush it. Rush, Ready? Why are we gonna? Why are we rushing it? We got to chase this thing off. It's a danger to all it's the campers just, here. It's rolling around on its back. What's it? Uh, yes, rolling around, getting ready to kill us all in our sleep. It's uh, it's playing with the brisket like it's a ball of yarn. It's not exactly. It's not throwing a fit. Yeah, and soon it'll be playing with your head if we don't take care of it now. Uh, Thrasher, can you talk? Thrasher's asleep. Great. Thrasher is fast asleep. Great great work, Thrasher. You're doing great. Ready? One, two, three. And I think, like, I think what I do is I, um, I think I trip you. (laughs) I think I trip you. I think you fall on your face and, like, the blanket falls and, like, the, the mountain lion picks up the the brisket in the in its mouth like it's picking up the scruff of an animal, goes over and, like, curls up in the blanket, puts the brisket next to it, and just falls asleep. And we're just like, well, I, uh, I think it's fine. I think we right. bested the killer animal. But but in the morning, I'm going to call the ranger. Yeah, that's, no, that's fine. It's probably, it's probably going to be here come morning time. All right. So, uh... So- do we want to? Do you want some like s'mores or something? Is that something that we do on these? What's the What's the protocol here? Uh, yeah, I, I guess go wake up Thrasher and and yeah, I guess we can have have some s'mores. Thrasher, uh, I'm like kicking at him a little bit, like Thrasher, hey, hey, Thrasher. And he gets up and he's like, "Do you have a like s'more stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got some more stuff." What do you? What do you think we do out here? We eat s'mores. <laughs> what any biker gang does, they eat s'mores. Yeah. All right. Does that sound like a good place to end that scene? It does. Okay. How do you want to summarize it? Um, I think this is uh bested the fearsome the fearsome killer mountain lion. Bested the fearsome killer mountain lion. Which is, of course, written with an eye roll. Yep. There's an eye roll implicit in the words. All right. So I... So so our next scene, I think, starts uh, the next day. We, we had our s'mores. We went to bed. We probably slept in really late because it was, it was a late night trying to catch that terrifying beast. Um... But the next morning, I have on the itinerary that we're supposed to go see the geyser. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's something that we got to do. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's late morning. I have a, a cup of coffee. Uh, and we are at, at this geyser spot. It's, you have a fenced-off area so people don't get too close. Um, and there's maybe... I, I, there, there are other people there ready to watch. I yeah. think most of them have like smaller children that have very little patience, and they're you know they're tired of waiting for this geyser that may or may not happen. Yeah, I'm trying to decide what the hazard should be here. 
Is it that there's, is it that, that it's, is it that, that just is the hazard that the geyser just doesn't happen? Is the hazard that the geyser happens too much and like the ground starts to shake and it becomes like immediately dangerous? What do we think? What is the most entertaining thing to go wrong here? <laughs> um, I could, I could kind of see it going both ways. Like, the geyser going off too much is a lot of fun because then you have like the ground splitting apart or, or the geyser bursting out in an unexpected place that maybe isn't fenced off, but also us just sitting there for a couple hours, like getting increasingly more fidgety as we wait for this geyser. Uh, sounds pretty ridiculous. I think I like that. I think I like that the hazard is just that the geyser is just not going off today. Like, it's supposed to happen, you know, they say be here at 2.30, because that's when traditionally the geyser goes off, and it's bits now, we, or like, be here at 10 a.m., and it is now 2.30, and it's, it's just not, and we're like, do we do we leave? It's been, like, they said usually, usually by noon, like, it's it's popped off, but it's not, I mean, it's 2.30. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that sounds great. Uh, so it is very important to Sven that we see this geyser. Um, this was a big deal in his childhood. He remembers seeing it. It was, it was very impressive. Uh, and so, you know, it, it was supposed to go off at 1030. He wanted to be there like two hours early to make sure that we had a good spot to see it. Um, even though it's probably not that popular and that big of a deal. Um, so he, he's been under a lot of stress rushing us. He wants us to get there and now we're, we're just kind of sitting, right? Yes. Um, so I'm going to make a roll. I don't think we have any skills or gear that is applicable here. I don't think so. Uh, so it's just a straight roll. Unless you want to use your wonder. You know what? I think I kind of do. I think this is the moment to use the wonder. I think it is that, that like, we are, we are about to head back. Um, we're like halfway back. I finally just like convinced you and cajoled you into leaving and we get like halfway back to the campsite we see a bunch of bikes coming towards us and we're like all right like step to the side of the road and they pull over and they're like and they're like you gotta see this and they we hop on the back of thrasher's bike and we drive back and we watch like the ground has started to shake there's mud puddles forming all around the campsite as the campsite itself uh explodes out in the geyser and they're like it was it was the chaos it's been happening all day and like we watch the can we watch a gigantic geyser form in the center of the campsite everybody takes cover we're all laughing as mud splashes on us and it's like a great just a really great moment of like of like a once in a, a million year thing has happened here while we happen to be surrounded by a bunch of uh friendly suburbanites in in biker cosplay yeah yeah we got to watch the birth of a new geyser yeah that's amazing that's perfect so it's a it's a real special moment cool yeah i think maybe it is so special that sven is even able to like put his arm on your shoulder yep and it doesn't get shrugged off nope nope i just i let it happen Cool. I'm definitely summarizing that as the birth of a new geyser. I love it. Um, great. So that, that is a perfect scene for me. On right. to you. Um, I think this is... Um, I think this might be the last scene. Because I think this might be the last day of the trip. I think this might be like packing up. 
saying goodbye to everybody. Big last day of summer camp energy. And, uh, like, but also at the same time dealing with, like, insurance. Like, there's a lot of people on the phone with insurance. A lot of park rangers <laughs> are on the scene. Uh, a local news van has pulled up. So it's just, like, it's a little bit of, like, chaos of, like, this wonderful moment has been followed up by just, like, just a lot of hectic energy mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. it's been hard to appreciate this thing that we saw because it so immediately was followed with a bunch of well-meaning suburbanites angrily calling uh angrily calling their insurance to be like that that's not that's that's got to be covered by our plan that's got to be covered by our plan and then like uh we you know a news report talking about this birth of a new geyser and thrasher's just way too excited to be on television and it's just like it's very it's it's sort of a a dark cloud has come over this really special moment. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um obstacle. What let's say that something something important to Derek, maybe maybe it's your journal mm-hmm. has gotten lost in the chaos of the moment. I like it. I love so it. So we're packing up, we're getting ready to go. The journal is missing. Okay. All right, so how are we going to find the... So I think uh, I think Derek is, like, pulling apart, you know, has already pulled apart the camper, is going from from biker to biker, from biker site to biker site, like, asking people if they've seen it, you know, going left, right, and center, talking to park rangers, being like, did you find a notebook? It's like a, it's a waterproof composition notebook. The pages should be fine. I just need it. I need it. I need it. Okay, so let's make a roll to see which direction the scene goes in. All right, how it's going to resolve. I don't think I don't think any of the skills apply here. I agree. So I'm going to give that a roll. That's a one. It's a one. Ooh, That's no a good. one. No good. All right. So what is the absolute worst way that this can play out? Uh, the absolute worst way this plays out is like uh, we're wandering, we're wandering, we're wandering. Uh, I'm like retracing my steps and I realize like I didn't bring it to the geyser cause like I didn't want it to get wet. Mm-hmm. So I realized like, okay, so I didn't have it at the geyser. I had it probably the last time I had it was last night with, and I like my eyes go wide and I like, I, I run and you see me run and I tear past through the woods and I find it, uh, torn to shreds and also used as love it the best way to describe it is paper training yep Mm -hmm. a large Mm -hmm. jungle a large jungle cat has used my treasured journal as (laughs) not as both just like a play toy some light paper training uh you know and there's just shreds Uh, she's doing the thing that cats do where they just roll around on the trash that they've just made like yeah this is great what a great day i'm having and I'm just yep, yep. like, I'm just, I sink into the, I sink into the mud and I sit and I look and I'm like, well, there goes everything. Yep. Sven goes catches everything. up. He's out of breath, uh, but, but he, he sees what happens. He understands the significance of this. Um, I, I'm sorry, Derek, that, that journal is gone. We, we can't take that in the car, even if we could get it away from the cat. No. Yeah, no, I, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to. It um, pages look pretty discolored at this point. I'm not even sure you'd be able to see the ink on them. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's time to go. We we got to head out. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we do. You win this round, Mountain Lion. We were friends. No, you know what? You go to the car, Sven. I'm having a word with this mountain. We were friends. We were friends. I trusted you. I vouched for you. I, I, they, they were gonna swaddle you in a blanket. I. All right. That, I, that sounds like am, something that that Sven was not gonna let happen. I am now ready to leave. Okay. <laughs> it's the. I just needed to. I just needed to quietly unload on this thing that I thought was my friend. All right. Okay. Um, do you want to summarize that scene? Yep. I think uh, since the last scene, or I think this was a uh, uh, a cat. A cat ate my journal. Yep. Cat ate my journal. Cool. So now we transition to the the last phase of the game, uh, which is is our reflection phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, we each get one scene and they can take place, you know, days, weeks, years later, however long we want it to be, um, where we describe our character looking back on their memories from this trip. We each get to pick one of these scenes that we, we've created, these memories, uh, and from their perspective at that point in time, um, we describe them remembering and reminiscing about it and hopefully filling that goal that their mm-hmm. character had. Uh, so right. your goal was to have a super cool story to tell everybody and mm-hmm. mine was to bond with my son. All right. Would you like to go first? I- I'll let you go first this time. All right. So I think uh, I think this story comes like sometime in the autumn. There's like a group of kids sitting around a lunch table. Um, just And so, you know... We're, we're there, right? Like, and, and when you're, when you're there staring, staring this, staring this person, like staring them down, right? When you're there staring them down, you know, you got to think like, you got to think fast. You got to be ready. You know, this is a, this is a trained killer. This is an apex predator. And so, uh, they, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm thinking, and you know, my, you know, my dad, he's not doing, he's not doing, he's worthless. He's not doing a thing. So I'm standing there, and I I reach and I grab my journal, and I say, "Hey, Thrasher!" and I throw it at him, and he pulls out a big knife and he stabs at it. And I'm telling this, <laughs> I I am clearly embellishing the story of how we befriended how we befriended Thrasher, uh, and and like I'm clearly embellishing this story with the heart of the fact that like I I I befriended these cool bikers. Because uh, I'm not giving that I'm not giving that mountain lion the joy of being my cool story. Not after what she did to me. <laughs> so I tell the story of how I impressed some very cool bikers. All right, I, I love how that that comes together and how the uh, Thrasher becomes our scary antagonist here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it absolutely works. Like these kids eat it up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. A uh, big scary biker. You stared down a big scary biker. It's great. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think Sven's scene takes place uh, a lot further down the line. He's he's clearly much much older. Uh, we're say I'm going to say that he's graying. Um, Derek is now fully grown and has a a child of his own, um, and uh, his his grandson 
or granddaughter, doesn't really matter, is is still kind of young and impressionable. We'll say like five, six. And he's in his house and he's, he's in this big leather easy chair and he has the child up on his lap and they're going through a photo album. And there's this one picture of uh, Sven and Derek and these bikers all together, like getting this selfie in front of this mm-hmm. geyser erupting behind them. You know, there's there's like a camper tipped over and it's, it's yeah. just chaos but they're smiling and uh, they're all together in a shot um and it's just this beautiful moment yeah yeah it's a really perfect summation of a really special moment in all of our lives yeah all right so that's it that we have completed a game of campfire memories hooray and that's game (laughs) i'm so happy thank you so much for playing with me this was super fun thank you this was a great deal of fun so, thank you so much for playing. This was, I, I, I had an absolute blast. Real quick, before we wrap up, though, where can people find you and your work online? All right. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, the best place to do it is through Twitter. My handle is at Matt underscore Bonehoff. It's B-O-H-N-H-O-F-F. It's my last name. If you want to find my work, I use Wasteland of Enchantment. Uh, and that is on drive through and itch. And I even have a group on Facebook if you want to join that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an absolute delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Matt for coming on the show. God, that game was fun and nostalgic and just... It's just exactly what I needed. It was just a perfect, fun, warm, lovely story and a game and adventure. It was good. It was good. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Campfire Memories and be sure to follow Matt on Twitter at Matt underscore Bonhoff. That's B-O-H-N-H-O-F-F. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Stitcher review, Podchaser review. Any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Also, I get a little notification in my inbox, which, like, while I'm working, that's a delightful way to pick up my day. You can also join our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Uh, head to our merch store at mer- uh, bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. Or, if you're looking for more podcasts to enjoy, check out All My Fantasy Children, the other podcast that I produce every single week. That is on the One Shot Podcast Network, and it is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Eric Tanosai and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is, of course, produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show, or press coverage, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 